1: The beauty industry uses 120 billion products each and every year but one New Zealander is trying to change that. Emma Lewisham is the beauty and the brains behind innovative skincare brand Emma Lewisham. She is pioneering clean beauty and refills throughout the industry. In this episode we find out all about how she's gotten to where she is today and what her plans are for the beauty industry as a whole. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today, Emma. I wanted to first of all kind of rewind a little bit and find out exactly why you decided to launch Emma Lewisham.
0: I never actually set out to launch a beauty brand, I set out to solve problems. I was in a really incredible career, I guess, on paper, working for a Japanese global technology company as one of the very few female senior executives and love my role in sustainability, customer insights, marketing strategy. And as a person have always been someone that is like, inquisitive and challenges the status quo. If I believe something could be done better, I like to prove the impossible possible. And in 2016, There was a moment in my life where I was reassessing the way that I I was living. I'd recently lost my mother to cancer and realizing that, you know, we aren't bulletproof and had a candid conversation with my doctor about some of the changes I was making in my life. And it was at that point that I was asked about what I use on my skin and informed that our skin is our largest organ and it is something that we should consider and that i was using hydroquinone and that the ingredient he mentioned is something that is you know questionable and employed me to look at alternatives and it's what really compelled me to go okay actually i'm feeling more in alignment of using natural skincare on my skin i'd been using really high tech luxury products and wanted the alternative something natural real evidence behind it. And what struck me in the market was there was a compromise. There was a compromise between natural and real efficacy and cutting edge in science and luxury products that were using ingredients that I no longer wanted to use on my skin. At the same time, coming from a background in sustainability and understanding The absolute imperative of circular business models and moving away from the linear model that we operate on of take-make-waste. I looked at beauty with an inquisitive eye and went, "What is happening to all of this packaging end of life?" And what I found is that there is a lot of it. So every year, 120 billion units, which is enormous, and that due to the complexity, the way that it's designed and made, that the majority is ending up in landfills or being burned, and so we're using this packaging and then throwing it away and it's ending up in those waste streams and I thought the science tells us that if we could flip the model on its head and see this material as like precious and valuable which it is you know like plastic isn't evil it is how we're using it it's designed to be used for 400 years we use it for an average lifespan of four months so, if we can use it in the right way and design it in the right way, we could create a beauty industry that is a lot like cleaner from a waste perspective and also carbon emissions perspective. Because packaging is the largest um of carbon in beauty. So, it was those two problems that I became incredibly passionate about solving and feel that felt that there was a need to do so. And, you know, from the get-go, we knew that in order to actually have a place in the world and to disrupt an industry, that we had to have phenomenal products. And so everything has really started from that. And that is what I believe we have, is incredibly intelligent skincare through unlocking the power of nature, as well as having a fully carbon-positive certified beauty range and circular design business model.
1: It is amazing and you just kind of list those so easily but each and every one of those certifications and and kind of values that you've just put forward there is difficult and really hard and it's not something to kind of gloss over. I wanted to know you were one of the first beauty brands to be certified
0: climate positive. What does that actually mean? Sure. So like going back to the values of the company, you know, I very much believe that anything that we bring into the world or do, that it's for us to own and take responsibility for, so whether it's our packaging or the carbon that we emit, we know that there's a climate crisis and that carbon emissions need to be brought down and that should be the north star of businesses. And that's where circularity and carbon go hand in hand, a circular business model, reduction of 70% in carbon. So, we're very passionate about this position of ownership, not turning a blind eye, always working hard and being forward-thinking in terms of how we improve the way that we operate so that we're operating with real care and thoughtfulness and ethics and respect. When it came to thinking about this, we went, well, let's understand the carbon that we emit. Now, there's two ways you can look at it. You can look at it at a business level or a product level. Product's a lot rarer because it is a lot harder. But we are in the product game. That's what we're producing, right? So business, of course, we still consider and we ensure that we understand our carbon emissions in that respect. But where the real work and where the real focus has been on us is understand our carbon emissions at a product level. We were invited to do the program. We were world first for we Tootoo uh, Environment Care in New Zealand who had this climate-positive pod- certification. And we were invited because they could see our real active work in reducing carbon emissions through our circular model in the way that we were thinking and designing our packaging. What it meant is that for all of our products, we have a carbon score. We understand what that carbon number is, and we worked really hard to bring that number down to close as zero as possible before we positively offset the rest, so have a positive impact on the environment versus a negative one to get that carbon score it took over a thousand hours and was a review of everything in our supply chain the packaging where the ingredients came from how they're manufactured transportation to all of the orders that we've done and retail orders all over the world so it was huge complexity and work to uncover this you know just an example and understanding our ingredients because beauty industry a lot works through a person in the middle to get that information and that real laser-focused transparency on gradients. It's quite new. There was a lot of reluctance from the industry for us and the questions that we had. So we really had to push the industry along with us and go, this is why we need to understand this. This is why we need you to come along and understand these things about your buyers. So it was hard work, complexity, but also having to get buy-in from so many people around the business and globally as to what we wanted to achieve. We, as I said, then have been assigned a carbon number and it's then up to us. we got it as low as possible, but to go, okay, how do we even reduce this even further and put steps in place to get to that, to halve those numbers by 2030? The biggest challenge is transportation. It would be great if there was. Were- renewable energy sort of fueling the transportation around the world, and there's a lot of work to be done there. So it's also how we can influence things that are not in our control indirectly and champion movement. I think for us, when we became both fully circular and climate positive, that's why we went to the industry and said, we want to release our IP to you because we need all of us to come on board and to have this collective force to really move things forward and to shift the way that external suppliers are thinking.
1: It's amazing. And it's just something like you literally opened up your cupboards and shared all of your secrets and all of the hard work that you'd undertaken. You pretty much just gave everybody this a massive leg up and this massive help by saying, here's exactly what we did and how we did it. You can do it too, which I think just shows how much of an amazing brand you are to kind of go like this was difficult and really hard, but for the planet, we all need to be thinking like this and here's how to do it.
0: Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals. You can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yes, absolutely. Like our competitive advantage is in our products that develop from the physiology of the skin and are incredibly unique in what they deliver. And I believe the most intelligent in the world. And... That's how we will compete and stay ahead. But when it comes to sustainability, that shouldn't be our competitive advantage or but it should be what the norm is and what BAU is across the industry. And we feel like it was only right to fulfill our purpose and bringing change and why we were founded. If we really are genuine in that, we would release that information to other beauty brands. And we did have incredible number of beauty brands reach out to us.
1: No, it is amazing. But I wanted to ask you a question that I'm sure you get a lot because I get it a lot. And it's around the refills, in particular when they come in the, um, the plastic pouches, because so many people are like to me, they're like, why should I consume a plastic pouch over purchasing a brand new product, which could come in glass or an, a, like a thicker plastic that's more easily recycled?
0: So and our, our refillable pods that we make, they're made of 100% PCR, so recycled material, and the idea is that they also can come back to us and we can sterilise and reuse them and put them into circulation. When it comes to more like oil, liquidy products is where we've had to use an alternative like a pouch. The reason why they are better than the glass bottle is that their carbon number is up to 75% less. So the carbon emissions is significantly lower. That pouch can come back to us and through our approach and partnership, working with likes of TerraCycle can be recycled, right? So it's not going to go to landfill if it comes back to us. For us, that is not the end goal. That's not where we want to be. So that's always been an area of progress over perfection and that's the thing. I don't want to stop beauty brands from doing things and making progress because they're not perfect. It's about making step forward and in doing things that are going to be the better of the two before you get to them, the better again and keep progressing forward. So our pouches are ones that absolutely are virgin material. They're not ideal, but they are lower carbon emissions. We can still ensure that they are recycled. But where we are moving towards is using pouches that are made of recycled material, can be recycled in the recycling scheme if they did end up on that and also refillable so that's our next stage but in the meantime we feel like that is a good option rather than buying a full-size bottle with higher carbon emissions and in saying that those bottles if they went into the waste stream wouldn't be able to be recycled either in typical recycling so neither would being fully you know fully transparent
1: exactly and it's one of these things i think with sustainability is it's acknowledging where you are at in that journey and the fact that it is a journey and that nobody is perfect and even if you are technically perfect there is innovation happening in this industry every single day so you need to be keeping up and innovating and changing all the time so i wanted to know for our listeners who are like you when you were going to the doctor and you weren't really sure and you were kind of looking into swapping to natural beauty products what should our listeners be careful for and what should they be looking for? Because I feel like there's so much greenwashing in the industry. It's really easy to get caught in that greenwashing booby trap. So what are a couple of the key things that they should be looking for when they're purchasing a natural beauty product?
0: I think really it just comes back to, you know, I don't think anyone can say like, this is bad, this is good. I think it really comes down to like your personal preference. What do you want to be like putting to your skin right we have the ability to make those decisions and feel empowered to do so you know our position is that actually we think that nature is the world's most powerful bioengineer so not only do i feel like it's more in harmony with putting on my skin i feel like it's the ultimate luxury but it's also the most powerful in our view we use ingredients that you can find in nature or an innate to our body so those ingredients can be synthesized, but they nature identical. So they, the skin recognizes them. We're speaking the same language as the skin. I think it's really about understanding brand's definition and making sure that that's transparent and understanding that. And that's what we aim to do is be really transparent as to these are the only ingredients that we use in our populations. So we don't use a synthetic form of preservative that isn't found in nature or our body there's one that's typically used and but people's argument may be like well, this feels to us the most safest version so this is what we're going to use it so i think it really comes back to people understanding brands definitions and choices to ingredients and if that transparency is there and then it aligns with the the customer then that's great i really don't label things bad or good or i don't think it's as black and white as that no, I think
1: it is one of those tricky things that, especially with beauty and skincare, is it's such a personal journey and something that works for you might not work for your best friend, or you might have different values and only want to support vegan brands or cruelty-free brands, whereas somebody else might, might go down the only refillable route. And then right now, it's really difficult to find one that kind of hits all of those different ethics for every single individual. So I think it is about kind of picking and choosing, but also taking your time and giving yourself that time to research, that time to be inquisitive, to look at different brands, to talk to different people about what they're using and what they're consuming.
0: I agree. I totally agree. It, it comes down to like you make like being really clear on that position and then aligning with the brand. For us it's about we believe that nature is incredibly powerful from the way we formulate thinking about nature, the physiology of our skin, to utilizing these really cutting edge ingredients that exist in our body or in nature
1: amazing and what is one of the kind of the product launches that you would say that you're most proud of
0: oh i look i'm really proud of all of the products we launch we don't launch a lot they're really considered and there's so much time that goes into them and so much meticulous thought you know every bottle because we use up to 30 ingredients take over 100 hours to bring that to market for a customer and the research time and development from understanding how the skin physiology works that takes us good three to six months of actually mapping that out understanding it looking at research journals before we even go and get ingredients to align with the mechanisms that's required to speak to the skin in a certain way and so Every product uh, has had a huge amount go into the preparation and then the engineering and manufacturing. In parallel to that, the audit and the review that we do in the supply chain before launching the formulation, launching them so they are climate positive. There's everyone I'm very, very very proud of and, of course, adding on to that the research and the testing that we do to really validate the product's performance. So... I think, you know, the biggest, like most proud moment for us was clocking, like creating a circular model, having products were climate positive because they were so incredibly hard and meant so much for us and what we were wanting to achieve from the start.
1: Yes, no, it is amazing and it is really exciting to see. I just can't even imagine all of the different things that you must work on every day. It must be such a smorgasbord of kind of product testing to research to PR and everything like that. It would be fascinating to see a day in the life of Emma Lewisham. I wanted to finish this podcast with one actionable thing that our audience can do tomorrow to save our planet.
0: I think before you purchase, really understanding a business's values and also what's going to happen after that you're finished with that item. Is it something that can be kept in circulation? Do the brand take ownership for it? Like asking those questions before you consume anything.
1: No, I think it is a great one. And I think it's also,
0: it shouldn't be that
1: hard to find a brand's values, in particular their sustainability values. If they're doing the right thing, they should have all of that information readily available to you. And if they don't have it readily available to you, then ask them because it shows that their customers want that information
0: and that they should have it publicly available for everybody. Yes, totally agree. And I also think that people are just underestimate how powerful they are and how important their voice is. So if they can't find the information from a brand, ask them. And I think there's a way to do it in a way that's positive and constructive without being negative or making a brand feel backed into a corner. I think it's about being supportive, asking in a way that is with kindness is important too because there may be a reason that it wasn't it's not initially displayed or that's still on a journey so I'm always about to do things in a really kind and constructive way
1: no I completely agree thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today Emma it's been a pleasure and I can't wait to see that what you do next
0: thank you so much for the opportunity I really appreciate it